Hi, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to Voices of Chandler, the podcast. I'm your host, Melina Suniga, and I'm glad you're here. This podcast was created to take a deeper dive into our community stories, our city development, and anything and everything Chandler. We're going to be hearing from Chandler residents, community leaders, businesses, nonprofits, and various city departments through our contributors that make up this podcast community that we've grown to bring you citywide topics of interest. So what does that mean? Basically, we really want to put the spotlight on that new business around the corner from your house. We want to talk to that artist that made the newest mural that you see downtown. We want to know what happens behind the scenes at the Chandler Center for the Arts. In other words, we want to put the spotlight on those stories and voices that otherwise might not get heard. But in order to do that, we need to ask, who is Chandler as a city and as a community? Here's the thing about Chandler. We have an unwavering spirit that unites us through strife and tribulation. We are the community of innovation. We are stronger together, and we will persevere together. This is our time. Our future is bright. We are a community of pioneers, innovators, and groundbreakers working toward creating a vibrant city with limitless opportunity. The foundation for greatness is being laid today. Our city will grow, innovate, adapt, and prosper. The world will feel our community's impact through the industry leaders and history makers that call Chandler home. We will set records, break the norm, test the limits of what's possible. Together we can and will do great things. Let's celebrate those who have paved the way, those that unite determined to make a difference, and those that sacrifice for the greater good. Let's empower our future leaders, arm them with the confidence that their roots in Chandler will take them to incredible places. We are writing the future. We are creating change. We are Chandler. Shout out to Courtney Randolph from our video production department who animated that video for the mayor's State of the City. I'm going to hit you all with a little bit of history and it'll be a if you didn't know, now you know moment. So Chandler was founded on May 17, 1912 by a Dr. Alexander John Chandler, also known as Dr. A.J. Chandler, who was actually the first veterinary surgeon for the territory of Arizona. Back in 1897, he bought 80 acres of land south of Mesa in the Salt River Valley that eventually flourished into this jewel in the desert that is the Chandler that we know today. Fast forward a little bit, by 1920, only seven years after Chandler was founded, the town had more than a thousand residents. Dr. A.J. Chandler was the town's first mayor until an election was held for not only a new mayor, but members of the city council as well. As the years went by, Chandler kept growing and experienced the Route 87 alignment down Arizona Avenue, the fighter pilot training base by the U.S. Army Air Corps, hello boomers, 
And because of that fast growing population, the town of Chandler became the city of Chandler on May 24th, 1954. So our roots run deep. I'm going somewhere with this. And if you've heard of Dr. A.J. Chandler, you might have heard the name Foley from a park or a street name. But if you didn't know, Zora Foley was Chandler's pride and joy, kind of like a local celebrity when he was a boxing heavyweight contender in the 60s. With all of our exhibits, what we try to do is tell a local story that kind of places Chandler within the events around the state and the region and the country. This is a story we have wanted to tell for a long time. Uh, Zora Foley, it's one of those names that people new to Chandler may recognize it only from a street name or a park name. People who have been here a long time maybe kind of remember Zora, but this is the opportunity to really tell his story and we're really excited about that. The next exhibit that we're putting together, it's called Bigger Than Boxing, and it's about a local heavyweight boxer named Zora Foley, who was a top contender for the heavyweight title for over a decade, and in 1967, he got his shot fighting against Muhammad Ali. It was a, a big deal for both fighters. It was Foley's shot at the title, and for Ali, it ended up being his final boxing match before he was stripped of all his titles and certifications for refusing to join the military and go fight in Vietnam. It's a local story of a local guy, a local sporting legend, and a local hero. It's all happening against the backdrop of the civil rights era. So there are all these issues swirling around, circling around, um, issues that resonate even today, where you talk about the role of athletes in protests. And so here is a quiet hometown guy, Zora Foley, stepping into the big stage in New York City and taking on all these issues and, and being at the center of it in this title fight. That was Nate Myers over at the Chandler Museum. We collaborated with them over at the museum to talk to Zora Foley's son and three of his daughters, but Zora Jr. was really the only one old enough at that time to remember that time in his life and was able to talk about seeing his father's career high title fight that happened on March 22nd, 1967. Cassius Clay was a whole new era for heavyweights. That's why he gave my dad and other heavyweights uh, a lot of problems. Because he fought like a middleweight versus a heavyweight. Nimble on his feet. What were your feelings when he found out your dad was going to get a, a title shot? Well, of course I was excited. He finally got the opportunity to get the championship. I knew it was going to be tough because the guy he was facing, Cassius Clay, was unbeatable at that time. But when we heard about the championship fight, we was very happy and excited. Finally got the opportunity to maybe win this thing, win the prize. Did your dad feel he had a good shot? He, yes, he did. He, a, he felt he had a very, very good shot. His experience, he was really eager and motivated. The time had finally arrived. You know, this is my chance. I'm gonna go get this thing, you know. Mm -hmm. First four, four or five rounds, I think my dad was ahead of the scorecard. But I think Ali's primary goal was trying to get my dad a little tired. That was his plan. So I kinda, he, he gave away a few rounds. Was your dad successful in cutting off the ring? To my knowledge, he was, you know, for as much as he could. But like we said, we were talking about one of the greatest fighters of all time, with Muhammad Ali. 
seventh round, a knockout. What kind of thoughts went through your head? It wasn't fun, you know, to see your dad get hit on, hit on like that. You know, I kind of cringe when he got hit. But I know that's what he wanted to do, so. I was glad it was over. My dad was all right, you know. He came to accomplish his goal and it didn't happen. But as long as he was safe, everything was good. And Muhammad Ali knew he was catching my dad at the right time. While he was kind of going down in his career, Ali was coming up. So he knew he kept my dad right where he wanted him. Had he been 10 years younger, it would have been different, I believe. What were your dad's thoughts afterwards? What did he say to you? Uh, he was disappointed, but he didn't say too much. He was kind of quiet and said, well, I tried. You know, that's all you can do. Dad's legacy should be one of the best boxers of all times. He's a good boxer. He represented Chandler well all over the world. He put Chandler on the map. When he went to Argentina, uh, Germany, all the places, he always said Chandler was his home. So he put Chandler on the map. And put Chandler on the map, he did. If you haven't yet, go check out Bigger Than Boxing at the Chandler Museum. It highlights Zora Foley's fight against Muhammad Ali and his time as a city council member and resident. The museum has put together a really cool date night edition Chandler Museum in a box with a bunch of really cool activities that go along with the exhibit. It's called Sweat and Spar Boxing Fun for Two. So if you've ever wondered if you could pack a punch, <laughs> then this is definitely the museum in a box for you. Within this last year, the Chandler Center for the Arts launched its CCA Anywhere series, which are virtual performances that you can watch anywhere with your phone, tablet, or computer. Obviously, they couldn't invite people into the center during the pandemic, so they got creative. They still welcome artists from all over to perform on their main stage, but in this next clip, you'll hear from Rising Sun Daughter with Phoenix artist Grace Rowland. How does a robin get its wings so it can fly over everything? Why can't I?
first time that I listened to Rising Sun Daughter, I was in awe. Grace Rollins' voice is smoother than butter, but obviously you heard it too. And they absolutely crushed that performance. If you liked that, they played a whole set list during their performance, and you can find those videos on YouTube if you search for CCA Anywhere. I'm on a Chandler Pride kind of vibe, and you might know where I'm headed with this, but if you don't, this might help you figure it out. So the next Chandler story we're highlighting is that of a business that was founded right here in Chandler in 2013. I know that's a little vague, so let me get more specific. This particular business makes Arizona-inspired attire for everyone. I think that might have given it away. I'm talking about State 48. I actually talked to one of three co-founders, Mike Spangenberg, over at State 48 on why he started this business and why Chandler. There was nothing out here besides the 3 for 10 Walgreens shirts that were representing our state. And that wasn't good enough for us. And that's, again, where the passion came from. It was kind of like that underdog mentality of like, hey, why is so many people that live here representing our other sports teams and, and rooting for other states? And starting this business was a genuine passion of ours. State 48 officially started March 2013. Um, before that, even as a young kid, being from here, uh, you know, I always had a passion for our state. Um, loved clothing since I was a little kid. Going back to school shopping was probably my favorite part of school. So I was born and raised in Chandler. Went to Chandler High School, went to you know, Anderson Junior High, Goodman Elementary. Yeah, my other two partners who were brothers. My dad was our t-ball coach growing up. Never thought we'd have been in business together. I worked 15 years in the hotel industry, but I always knew I wanted to do something of my own. We will always say we're much more than selling t-shirts and hats, and that's genuine from us. Like, we genuinely love our community. This is where we're from. But how it really all started was our big break was working with Bruce Arians, the old Cardinals head coach. We created a collaboration shirt where $5 per shirt went back to their foundation, which helped the neglected children, had a bad upbringing here in the Valley. So a great cause, awesome guy, awesome family. The next thing you know, the Cardinals went 13 and three. We couldn't keep the shirts in stock. And that's when we realized that, hey, this is much more than just pushing products down people's face. We really are you know, creating awareness. We're collaborating with great organizations. That partnership with Bruce Arians and their foundation really laid the foundation of how we want to work with different community partners. And now it's hard to even keep up with the collaborations that we're working with. So it's really finding a way for both sides to really get something out of it and just promote where we're from on a good quality, comfortable t-shirt. Staying in Chandler has always been important to us because this is where we're from and we kind of like to be innovative and be different and not everyone has to start a business in downtown Phoenix or, or you know, Scottsdale and back then, you know, especially growing up here, that, this wasn't the cool place to be and that's our goal to you know, just show off where we're from and I think as much as we all love Arizona, we even love the city that we live and, and grew up in. Okay, how cool would it be to be able to co-found your own business with friends that you've had since elementary school? I'll answer that question. It's very cool. And I think this next story is special because this artist is a Chandler native and she got to represent her hometown in the mural she completed along the south wall of the San Marcos Hotel on Commonwealth Place near the canal. I hope that the mural can serve as a sort of 
like lush haven as they're walking through the space. Um, that kind of transports them into somewhere peaceful or they can find a bit of joy as they're walking through. I wanted to make sure that it grabbed your attention as you drove by. My name is Ariana Enriquez and I'm a local artist. My work is very inspired by Arizona's outdoors. I love nature and being surrounded by flowers and birds and insects and so those elements made their way into my mural design. Since the mural was going to be adjacent to the canal, I wanted to make sure that there was water running through the mural and basically just showing how water is a very vital element to the native species that thrive here. In the mural, you'll see hummingbirds and succulents and cacti and king protea flowers that are just in full bloom and are very vibrant to show that they're thriving off of this water. I've lived here for 16 years and very much feel welcome and a part of the Chandler community. And so to be able to say that I went to high school right down the street from where this is being painted is very special to me. And to know that I can always come back to it here is also really, really wonderful. I think as all artists are very self-critical and so being able to sort of prove to myself that I can work this large, that I can get this done, that I can take on new challenges was really great for me. I think it's really important that the community can see that the city supports local artists. Um, I think that local artists really add a very diverse and vibrant and sort of uncomparable element to the city and they beautify it, they contribute to its culture um, and so it's really wonderful that a city can support the artists who are working within it. The mural spans a couple hundred feet and it's impossible to miss, not just by its size but by its vibrancy. Ariana Enriquez, the artist, uses a lot of very bright desert colors. So those yellows, oranges, pinks, greens, they're all in there. Peter Bug, the visual arts coordinator at the city, sat down with Ariana and talked to her about not only this project, but others, as well as her artistic upbringing and what that looked like. This is Chandler's Got Art. Yeah, I began painting in high school. You know, with the, the classes that you take in high school are kind of every medium you dabble in drawing and charcoal and acrylics. And I remember hating oils, hating acrylics, couldn't do it, wasn't my thing. Um, so by the time that I got to college, I thought that I was an enemy of those mediums, uh, but I really, you know, learned to love them as I took studio courses in college. Mm -hmm. um, and these were three hour blocked out times of straight painting. And so it was, uh, a huge, you know, moment to grow and get to learn oils and acrylics in ways that I wasn't able to in high school. And sure. from there, it kind of took off. Ariana got a degree in painting and art history from ASU. She went on to do small-scale painting on canvases and pots, like for plants. That started as a gift for her mom on her birthday, but eventually led to her being one of 10 artists whose art got chosen for the traffic control boxes down Arizona Avenue and Alma School for the city. Ariana, can you describe it for us? Sure, so there's a big ostrich uh, okay. on the yeah. front as an ode to Chandler's history. Mm -hmm. And there are hummingbirds on the side, succulents, and so very um, you know centered in, in desert botanical imagery. Yeah. And yellow backgrounds, so yes. really bright colors. Yes, I love yellow, um, certainly to draw people's attention and mm -hmm. 
for them to be able to see art on a corner that is, you know, by a dominoes and mm -hmm. just where you wouldn't expect it to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a little, little add of, addition of color. Exactly. Um, and then from there, you went from the relative, meaning like bigger than a canvas painting, but still a relatively small public <laughs> art piece. Uh, you just went huge uh, yeah. because the next one that you did was the Commonwealth mural yes. on the wall, um, just the, the San Marcos wall, just north of Santan Brewery. So that project was, a, was jointly funded by Santan Brewery, San Marcos Hotel, Downtown Chandler Community Partnership, and the city of Chandler. So like all these mm -hmm. people got together. You applied for that one again. Um, you, were a, you were a finalist. Every, you know, everybody loved your um, control box. Mm -hmm. And so that was like a, a big reason that you were chosen and then you sort of had to take that small idea yes. and make it like 150 feet long I mean, it's, it's really long yes 225 225 feet okay <laughs> that so, number yeah. will haunt yeah. me yeah. forever <laughs> um so what's the title of that one that one is called hum of the desert mm -hmm. and, and, and tell us about that sure yeah oh boy so that was the most challenging artistic endeavor i've, I've ever undertaken <laughs> um i have long had a goal of painting a mural in some capacity, especially looking up to artists like Lauren Lee mm -hmm. um, and just admiring her work and her her process. And so I, I wanted to try my hand at it for a really long time. And uh, whenever I saw the opportunity to apply, I definitely wanted to, but it was certainly very intimidating, especially since the wall is massive and it's on stucco, which is extremely rough surface. It's almost like if you're trying to roll a tire straightly down a muddy, very muddy path, you're going to go all over the place. And so imagine your paintbrush trying to paint over a very textured surface, especially for me, an artist who really loves fine, detailed lines. Mm -hmm. So it was a process of a lot of letting go, um, a lot of letting go details in some areas in order to bring out more bigger forms and shapes that are visible from a distance. And just a really invaluable learning process to do that piece. I wanted to choose desert imagery that is, or perhaps that grows despite the heat, despite the sun, can store water, and kind of makes its way in an environment that's super harsh uh, as a way to symbolize Chandler's growth. She taped a dozen eight and a half by 11 inch sheets of paper together to mimic the length of the mural to see what she was working with. But how did she end up with the final design? I think the biggest thing with planning something that long, of course, was doing that preliminary painting on paper, but for me, it was also making sure that the letters, the downtown Chandler text that's in the mural was planned out almost first because that was going to be the sort of center of that long 225 foot wall. And so I did that by tracing out the letters on butcher paper in my little studio in my apartment uh -huh. in Chandler and literally cutting out each letter, you know, from downtown Chandler. Yeah. Um, having my mom help me tape them to the wall physically and trace them out oh. using a laser level. And again, you know, I'm not sure how other painters who are more used to doing letters uh, kind of do that thing. That's another skill I'm trying to learn since it's so important for letters to be straight, to be equally apart from each other. Yeah. And so that was a more sort of technical aspect of the mural that I wanted to get down and sort of out of the way and in place first. And then around that, I really freehanded the hummingbirds and the King Protea floral 
elements and the cacti. You just have a lot more experience doing those things. Yes, exactly. So it was a lot more comfortable just getting in there and drawing them as is, uh, yeah. referencing the, the preliminary sketches that I had submitted. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, the, the, it, the beginning sketches were great, and then the final product is even better. Thank you. I really love the, the metallic that you have in like the, the throats of some of the hummingbirds. And the, yes. And the it's a nice little detail. Thank you. Yeah, I certainly learned to love the stucco at the end because it, it kind of served as the texture of the feathers of the hummingbirds. And so I, I found a way to make it work. Just a really invaluable learning process to do that piece. And again, you know, I, I started out planning it on paper, eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper mm -hmm. taped together to, to create this very long sketch. Uh, and photographing it, editing it in Photoshop. And so again, you know, a handmade process. Uh, and so it was was really challenging, but I learned so many great lessons from, from that commission. <laughs> I always like to express my gratitude for how important, I think especially Chandler, the city of Chandler is uh, for giving local artists opportunities I feel like over the past few years, it's really grown in terms of supporting local artists and public art. And so it's been a really beautiful thing to see those projects grow and see how valued artists are here. Uh, and so it's just, you know, a privilege to be able to, to contribute to communities in this way. And I think also uh, murals are especially important for allowing people to observe perhaps spaces that they would overlook. And also, I think it's cool that kids can see that it's possible to make a living from painting on walls, which perhaps is something that they're um, not allowed to do when they're younger. So I like that imagination and that creativity that you can continue to, to keep as you get older. I love that she said that. That's absolutely true. And I think that we can all relate to at some point in our childhood, drawing on the walls. Now, if you were like me and you grabbed your mom's lipstick and you did that, that might have resulted in un chanclazo, if you guys know what I'm talking about. But I love that she turned that into such a positive thing. So keep dreaming, kids. Shout out to Ariana's mom for helping her. We love the mural and we love the vibrancy that it brings to Chandler. If you want to check out more of Ariana's work, you should go see her mural along the Grand Canal in Central Phoenix across from Joe's Diner, or maybe you pop up on a friend to see that Ariana has done a mural in their backyard because she does privately commissioned artwork as well. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by the city of Chandler. Make sure you check back next week for a new episode. And if you want to tap in with our social media, you can find us on all social media platforms through the city of Chandler and our ChandlerAZ.gov website. Take it easy, everyone.